you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast always survives the ground. Uh, can I jump in now? Because I'm jumping Please. in now. Welcome to the Around the NFL Podcast. This is a this is a highlight for me. It's a thrill for me to be here with three of my best friends and Dan Hansis. <laughs> it's really exciting, and I can't tell you all that are listening how how much of a highlight this is in my career. This is the equip. Anyways, this so I just I'm really I couldn't be happier. <laughs> great to Greg. have you. It's Daniel. really great. Hey, Mark, good to see you, buddy. This is Wes, po- you look great. This Thank is the you. podcast equivalent of like the Make a Wish Foundation. It's like <laughs> DJ, why didn't you come on a podcast that people actually listen to? So here you are. We're letting you sit in, and it's great to have you. I know you're very busy right now. No, look, it's it's uh, it's cute that they let you guys enter, though. Seriously, how did you guys get in? <laughs> yeah, for the for the listeners, you know, for regular podcast listeners, you probably don't recognize the voice if you listen to podcasts. This is Daniel Jeremiah, <laughs> aka Move the Sticks, uh, NFL Network's draft analyst. What is buzzing through your body, your system, to be in this room on a show that is highly successful, <laughs> listened to by many? Uh, it, it is a pretty exciting experience. I got to tell you, I've had some cool experiences in life. You know, you, you work with different teams. You're around Hall of Famers like Ozzie Newsome, great coaches sure. like Andy Reid. But uh, to be sitting in here with three studs <laughs> like you guys is great. You know, and Dan's a nice guy. He really is. He means well. I mean well. It's very true. I, I try my best. Like no one could could really stack up with DJ, especially this time of year. I mean, uh, we had rap sheet on here uh, yesterday. And it's rap sheet season. Also moved the stick season. So by when, the way, did you see the rap sheet thing with with Chad Dukes? And yeah, we yeah, actually yeah. discussed we it. On. Did you? Yeah, we we talked a little shock jock. Uh, yeah, feud. It got pretty intense. Though. Yeah, with rap sheet. Um, did you I, hear my drop in that whole feud? By no. the way, you, oh, you didn't hear that. No, we'll play it afterwards. Do you yeah, have any feuds? Involved. Did you get in feuds? I wasn't with in the feuds, but I was. Beyond. Chad Dukes dropped my name in the middle of the rant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it was like a class act that wouldn't hang up? Was that what it, it was, was about? Uh, it, was, it was, I can't even, you have to, very you have to listen to it. It's um, very unique. We did actually, we're going to have Chase Goodbread on a little bit later. Oh, Chase is good people. College football 24-7. Uh, open the kimono. We asked to have DJ on. I, I hit him up with a DM. And he's like, oh, I'm really busy. Let me get back to you, see if I can do it. He never even got back to me. 
Yeah, it's funny. If any of you guys would have reached out to me, I would <laughs> boom, done. And now he's just, he's just sitting here watching kickers and punters. By the way, so you guys, for set the scene for the folks who are listening here, both of them. Um, the, uh, the, on the field right now, we've got the kicker-punter workout. So when you're a scout, when you start, um, the early duties for a young scout, you've got two responsibilities. Number one is keep the, the snacks stocked in the meeting room at night. You never want to run out of gummy mm. bears or, or whatever your, your coach is like that, you know, that way. So keep the snacks up. Number two is you got to come out here and, and get times for uh, for kickers and punters. <laughs> so literally, literally, this is like your first thing, and, you're, and you don't know anything about scouting, right? So you come out here, what am I doing? You touch to toe. That's all. The, you are in charge today, touch to toe. So from when the punter catches the, catches the snap, that's the touch. And then when it hits his foot, that's the toe. So you're getting times on. It's a handle time from touch to toe. So you spin out here hours and just boop, boop. <laughs> What's the Mendoza line for? Don't, I don't even care. I don't even remember. <laughs> I try to black it all out. I mean, how would anyone even? The best part about it is we get back to the meetings, and it's like we're, we, we go, okay, what do you think of these guys? Uh, I don't know. Special teams coach, who do you want? <laughs> <laughs> they do all like, that crap anyways. Like, how would anyone yeah. know if someone was accurate or good at timing these players or not? Well, I mean, you get pretty good with. I mean, that's what you do. It you feels live on like the stopwatch. It, it feels like so. at this point it would just be on video, and you'd be timing it off of like video. You do it, cuts. We do it. We do it off video too. And okay. so when you were doing an advance report for a team, you're getting ready to play, hmm. and the special teams advance, you would do it. And for the kickers, for uh, field goal kickers, it's operation time. So it's the amount from when the ball is immediately snapped to when it's kicked. And so. Once you get that operation, and this is way in the weeds, by the way, but once you get, you know, you know where the set numbers are, and if you're above a certain time, then we go, okay, we can put a block on against these guys. I think we can actually get home because they have a little bit of a longer operation time. But it is not a fun job to sit there with your stopwatch and, and time kickers this and punters. what the Move the Sticks podcast is generally about? Like, <laughs> stopwatch stuff? And yeah. It's yeah, good it, thing that yeah, you, big, you big-timed us for like an actual full segment so you could bring this info to the like that. <laughs> I always wanted to know one thing. Behind the scenes, Mike Mayock, fun guy, funnier than we'd think. Or a monster. Hang out with? Be honest. Yeah. You could be honest here. Well, first of all, where do you guys keep the toasters? I don't see them. <laughs> I assume back a in big, Culver, back in Culver. Is there a big yeah. stock of them? Um, yeah. No, Mike's great. Yeah, me and Mike get along great. In, in fact, like during this time of year, there's very few people outside the league. You know, mm-hmm. you talk to your league buddies, but there's very – few other people that are spending all day just watching these guys and the way it works now once you've got to the top guys you're going through everybody else and you mm. can watch 10 guys in a row that suck and so the, you get to the 11th guy you think you've seen jim brown because you're like this guy is so much better than these <laughs> other crappy players so mike is a good sounding board and, and i i try and function with that for him as well like hey dude am i crazy but this guy you know i don't heard anything about this guy's pretty good so it's nice to have a little back and forth with him he, kind he, of like he a, loves ball it's like a, a lesser version of greg and wes in their scientist <laughs> basement Oh, is that what they do? Uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I like that you're not threatened by Mike Mayock, but you obviously seem so, so threatened by us. Well, I mean, look, to be in the presence of podcast greatness, I mean, it's a big deal. It, it is. really is a big deal. Seriously, how'd you get credentials? How's it like <laughs> you guys in here? We'll get to credentials well, in a second because we minute. had an issue. Uh, but, uh, uh, Daniel, we're really glad we could do this for you. Um, it's big. Have you on. It's big. Uh, but and if there is a move the sticks pocket, Sully is sitting in here. I believe he produces that show. It's just getting off the ground, right? It's just starting. No, it's been around. How many times a week? Twice a week. The Move the Sticks podcast. Quick question for yeah. you guys. How many times you guys had Michael Vick on? Just curious. <laughs> we, we, we had him last week. No big deal. No, no big whoop. You we know? we no. got a Michael Vick prison exclusive a few years back, so we, nice. we have our connection. We did well. have Greg Hardy before the suspension. Yeah, so that okay. Was, that's that good. Hey, listen, we had, Dan and I talked to Jim Brown. Speaking of Jim Brown. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Went very well. He's like, 
you guys are kind of funny. Yeah, we had literally <laughs> the best football player ever on our podcast. So. That's pretty good. I'll give you that one. Uh, I, I, you know what would be a gangster move right now is you didn't even air this interview. <laughs> <laughs> the mics aren't plugged in? No. Um, all right, we're going to get going on the show. You can go back to your other personal you suite that you have. Thank you for stopping by. Move the sticks. Follow him on, uh, on Twitter. And, of course, he's going to be all over the network from now until draft day. See you, boys. I really do love you. The three of you, at least. (laughs) Thanks, DJ. Thanks. Got some good TV looks. You can tell why they put him on TV. They trust him uh, to go on the network at at rapid and endless time. He takes his shots at me, but the fact that he's giving me any attention makes me feel good because he's very important. Look at him as he leaves the room. (laughs) Yes, welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, Day two at the NFL Scouting Combine. A lot to get to. You just heard Move the Sticks. Later, you're going to hear from Chase Goodbread of college football 24-7 on NFL.com. And we are also going to do a little bit of news. Before we do any of that, though, let's talk about day two of the press conferences, boys. Um, And actually, let's start here. Before we get into the the, the takeaways, let's open the Komodo once more and share that we really were a plan was to get Connor Orr on the program today. Uh, but, Greg, something something happened on the way into <laughs> Lucas Oil Stadium that maybe you could share with our audience. We we were walking up to the suite. We got into the stadium, passed security, checked our bags, and we're just you know maybe 100 feet away from the suite we're taping in right now. And a, a gentleman, a security guy who is literally reading the Indianapolis Star kind of looks up <laughs> after we're two or three feet past and, and says, oh, you, you can't keep going. You can't. You can't uh, walk past oh, here. No. You're not supposed to be here. It's a Connor Orr. So, Sean Sullivan uh, was with us at the time. So, Sully, f- feel free to tell me if, if I'm wrong in any, in any of this. Uh, basically, got into a back and forth, which resulted in Connor Orr being escorted out of the building and his credential being taken <laughs> from him, which seems like a strange two-part maneuver. Like, they're booting him out of the building and they're taking his credential from him so that he apparently can't go work. They basically ruined his life. We even called shadowy league figures this and is, they couldn't do anything. This is Sully jump, jumping this up here. Yeah. The second um, person from the Move the Sticks podcast <laughs> to invite themselves onto the show. Yeah. How you doing, Sully? Well, no, I didn't I didn't invite myself. Greg said, feel free to back me up <laughs> here, so I grabbed a mic. That's absolutely right. So, no, ultimately, Greg, you are... You are Connor Orr's former boss. Uh, you pull him into this working environment. He's now at the MMQB, and you have had a high, high-ranking writer from Sports Illustrated. Their credentials has been pulled thanks to hanging let's, out with you. Let's that's, get him on the phone right now. It's, we're gonna, because we're remote here from Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, this is going to be a little bit, um, little you know, putting it together with a spit and whatchamacallit, right? What are they called? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But you're going to have to dig yourself out of that one day. This appears know. to be the journo equivalent of being <laughs> kicked out of a bar for being underage and losing your license. All right. Here we go. Connor Orr making the call. Hey, you there, Connor? You there? I'm, there. I'm here. Hey, buddy. So uh, welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. Sorry uh, we couldn't do it on the terms that we initially agreed upon. How's everything going? I heard about the uh, the setback you had. Yeah, so, I mean, there is... There's probably like a 50-50 chance that I'm just banned from this thing for the duration, you know? Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, when they uh, when they walked me out of the building, they, they mentioned something about taking the credentials, so I just, you know, skedaddled on out of there. Oh, so you, so you, uh, you escaped, Connor, with the, your credential in the end. You just kind of ran away from the – he was an older gentleman. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if escaped is the word, but – 
you know, I would say that, you know, my, creden- my credential here is like my identity. I'm like, uh, I'm like Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of the department. This guy was trying to erase me. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't going to let it happen. I, well, so, I'm, the- I'm standing here looking at Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> so sad. You know, come uh, uh, you know, and get me, you know. One thing you said really I found interesting during the process we're going back and forth with this security guard as he's wanting to get Connor out of the building and we're trying to talk him out of it and Connor said to me the old Connor would have been losing his mind right there and been getting, getting really angry and getting into uh, making it even a bigger problem but you believe you've had some personal development uh, that that's changed things <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I think when you have, uh, you know, with a kid on the way, uh, you know, and, and you start thinking about, uh, you know, needing to, to, to have a job for a while, you, you, you stop screaming at people. Uh, and, uh, you know, I felt like, you know, you try a little bit of honey instead of vinegar and you see what happens. And, uh, and today, honey won. Connor, so I'm I mean, very proud of that. You know, you are you are you are clearly growing as a person, evolving uh, nonstop. But wh- how will Peter King take this news if, for some reason, uh, it gets up to him? Uh, well, I had just kind of planned on blaming it on you guys. Um, Good move. Really, I think that was that was sort of the uh, the thing. Like, oh, you know, to be honest, I was totally trying to think of playing it up as sort of a setup on your part to sort of get me out of the news mix. Uh, yeah. You guys knew what I was capable of. Obviously, uh, wanted to wanted to get rid of me and so this was all kind of you know uh, orchestrated by you guys so that's kind of my backup plan if, wait uh, what what wrong. was up with that personal growth moment that you're talking about it feels like it's sort of touching up <laughs> i mean i think you can still grow as a person while being like borderline sociopathic i think that's really sort of the balance that i'm trying to strike right now very nice and and connor uh i guess since you know you are no longer a part of the corporation uh, you are owed an official apology. So let me offer the apology from the National Football League to you for what transpired today. It's up to yeah, you no whether problem. you want to I mean, accept it. You know, next year I'm going to be covering the XFL Combine, so you guys are going to lose out on sort of my insight analysis. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, maybe we can work something out down the line. All right. Well, good luck uh, with uh, everything else you're trying to accomplish here, including just getting into buildings at this point. <laughs> free or. Free or. <laughs> Hashtag free or. Thank you, Connor. And, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a surprise. That was unfortunate. We lost the guest, but we, got a, we gained a story. <laughs> we did. And that's really the most important thing to do. All right. Let's get into it now. Um, even without Connor, we must soldier on. And let's talk combine takeaways. Uh, day two of the pressers. Let's start with you, Christoph Wessling. I think my takeaway is similar to Greg's that of all the quarterbacks in Minnesota, the one we've heard the least about lately has been Sam Bradford, but he appears to be the one that Mike Zimmer is most fond of and would be most in favor of coming back. He talked about uh, looking beyond the 2017 season and looking at their experiences in the past, and he seemed to give the edge to Sam Bradford over Case Keenum on that issue. Yeah, I bounced this theory after listening to Mike Zimmer it was hard not to come away with the impression that they just don't necessarily trust Teddy Bridgewater. They, they like him, and who knows? Maybe if he, they get him back as a backup, that's great, but they're not going to bet on it. And then reading between the lines of what he said about Case Keenum and Bradford, with Bradford, he says it's a health issue. With Keenum, it's do we even trust this guy at all, or is he going to be the Case Keenum from two or three years ago? And to me, that's that's a big question. Like that, The fact that he's throwing that out there is hmm. that we don't necessarily even believe that what we saw last year – 
was for real made me think that they really do like Bradford. And Bradford's been with John D. Filippo, the offensive yeah. coordinator, and I think that's a huge factor. And I bounced this theory off of uh, some people, and that I think the consensus is that Bradford, if they stay with one of the in-house guys, might kind of be the leader in the clubhouse. But I, as we heard you know, yesterday from Rapsy, Kirk Cousins might be option well, number And they one. talked about the fact that, I mean, Mike Zimmer, defensive-minded coach, they're going to give John Filippo a big voice in who the quarterback would be, but the whole thing is still Kirk Cousins. Do you feel any differently? I thought Rick Spielman wisely and craftily said nothing about Kirk Cousins, and neither did Zimmer, but do you sense that, that they're still like the lead dog in this chase for Kirk Cousins? There's no way to know. Zimmer really emphasized we don't want to ruin our team by paying so much for one position that we've won 40 games over the last four years because of our defense and and not necessarily because of one player, which, but I, I don't know how much to, to read into that. I think if they can get Kirk Cousins, they're going to get him. And I think it's probably going to come down to the Broncos and the Vikings and, unless the Jets, you know, just blow them out of the water financially, you would think it's going to come down to the Vikings and the and Broncos. Zimmer is fully aware of the stakes involved right now because they're right on the doorstep. He had this to say. You know, it's important for myself and Rick and the organization we picked the, the right guy that is helping us to continue to move forward. <clears throat> if we don't do that, then I'll probably get fired. So Zimmer gets it. Well, and also There's one, a lot of stakes here. Yeah, and Spielman yesterday, he, he, he said very little about which quarterback, but he did mention, and he went into depth about this, that cap, the cap hit for these quarterbacks was a big factor in this. So maybe Cousins is, is still a discussion piece on that team. Uh, moving on, uh, Mark, you um, checked out your boy, Browns GM John Dorsey, uh, and you sent a, a text. Can I share the text you sent? I mean, it's the first time you've asked permission to do that, so <laughs> please go ahead. It's not one from last night, I hope. It's one from today. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Good time at St. Elmo's. Had a great time. Lindsay set up a big private room for us. She did a great job with it. Uh, all caps, Mark Sessler. John Dorsey's a badass. <laughs> Well, okay. So uh, I, I feel like I haven't heard that, or that's not been something that's been thrown out it's there. It's the time before. of year to me to spin into hyperbole with Browns executives, but I will say that um, <laughs> I really was down on the team ditching the Sashi Brown analytics approach after two years. It showed to me again that they just simply couldn't stick with a plan. And John Dorsey, to me, feels like before I got to hear him today at all, was like he knows players, but he's sort of an old school dude. They flipped to the entirely different side of the spectrum with their new personnel guy. And that said, today I really came away with um, two impressions: one, that he is deeply com- he has he has respect for the Cleveland Browns, what the organization has been, not just the last ten, fifteen years of train wreck, but he gets what the organization could be if they were successful. He is committed to finding real players, veteran players, guys that can come in. And he's going to do it differently in a different way than Sashi Brown and that crew did. And I really don't think that they're going to miss the opportunity to sign some sort of veteran in free agency and pair him with Sam Darnold. I came away just, I feel like they're going to go someone like Darnold, number one. They're not going to mess around with that and pair him with A.J. McCarron. I mean, Hugh Jackson also said he did not want to start a rookie week one. I think they're going to veer away from that being the case, although every team says that now. Well, he also... You were not John as impressed, Dorsey. maybe, Greg. Or you no, were, no. You, I thought he was, he's a fun character to add yeah. to the Would mix. you classify him as a badass? No, no. I, I, <laughs> I, def, I defined or I compared him to 
a science teacher from a 1980s comedy. Yeah, like that, that, that's. But you said in a good way. Though. In a good no, I really mean in a good way. I liked listening to him. I'm sure he, he obviously seems like a smart football mind. You can you can kind of see how maybe he would have rubbed some people the wrong way behind the scenes in Kansas City, sure. just because he's kind of a my way or the highway. Just the way he talks. But that's it's a fun guy to add to the mix. One thing I noticed, and I guess every guy has to say this, but he did go out of his way to say. You know, we're open for business uh, at the number one pick. And I like the way he said it. He was like, you know, we're, we're open for a trade. Give me a call and see what's up. <laughs> it was just like an older guy trying to sound cool. Like, hey, just uh, yeah, g- give me a ring on the old phone. See what's up. <laughs> I don't think he talks that way. Call me on my cellular phone. Um, uh, any other to Mark, are you also, I don't know if he fell under the badass uh, category, but Kyle Shanahan spoke and you, you had something to take. He was great. That. And I, he, he, was, he was funny. Uh, he just seems like he, the team was 0-9. And, and the way they – he made a point. The best way to come out of a 6-10 and 10 season with people thinking you're amazing is to start 0-9. Because <laughs> it ended our, – our last impression and what they pulled off with Jimmy G. But it's like he, he seems so relieved that he didn't have to spin into this offseason – answering a billion questions about quarterbacks. That solved. Him and Lynch both came off very well today. Kyle Shanahan, it's like teams had this guy as an assistant for years. And this is someone, I I just think that we're going to veer closer and closer to younger and younger head coaches that are based more on their experience and their mind than having been around and gone through four or five sort of John Foxian stints. That's Mm. not the guy you hire anymore, I hope. Well, now he's got, he has to take the leap, though. It's nice to win five games in a row, but... They, will. Uh, they need to now become a team that's a power player for him to Book do. It, I, could, I couldn't agree with more with what Mark said. And he, he seemed like a different guy than a year ago. Like like the way he was carrying himself, mm-hmm. having been a head coach for a year, maybe not as bruised uh, emotionally as he was at this point a year ago after losing that, that Super Bowl. Like he just was up there seeming like a head coach and so confident. That division is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Not just them and the Rams, but I think the Seahawks, uh, the three of them going after each other. Any other takeaways from the pressers today? None. I uh, I thought it was interesting just because I learned something from, from Pete Carroll in terms of how the combine uh, works. He said that all the teams have a lottery held before the combine starts to decide what spot you get for the suite in which you can watch the combine, which I found very interesting. Wow. I feel like that's something that like we would do, and there's different strategy over where you're, you know, you get your suite. And he was saying they got the 31st pick this year, so he's actually. <laughs> so what, like, what's he's the like, best suite? There was like, Connor Orr. Right, he's in the JW Marriott. Was his joke? Was his joke? <laughs> and he was really, like, really upset about that. I don't know. I guess you would think it would be right on the 50. Or or maybe at the end of the forty, uh, he said he likes staying in the suites because you can watch it on TV. Well, and for the and, listener, and I mean, we 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 walked we're by tapings. a bunch of these suites. We're in one taping now, and we walked by. I think it was the Jet Suite. Yeah, beautiful pizzas laid out, <laughs> drinks, food. I it's mean, a, it's a class act organization. They do everything right. Well, I think they all have food, but yeah, they well, they also seem to have good food. pizza. Though I also asked him about Earl Thomas. Uh, you know whether they would give him an extension. There's been some trade rumors with him, and his answer to that was, "Well, a year ago at this time, everyone thought Earl Thomas was going to retire." And it ba- basically, I think he was trying to make a joke and just say, "Like, I don't really take what Earl Thomas says that seriously. That's just Earl being Earl. He's mm. a little crazy." Oh, are you like this, Dan? Up close and personal, Greg and I were with. Um, Les Snead, the hair is real. The hair game is legit. Off it's the always been. It's. I mean, he he's consistent. Even when the round, the Rams are bad and his job was tenuous, 
his job security was tenuous. The hair was always there. He always had the blazer and the the smart outfit. He's got his act together. Always has. I he told a story about how he has a word document, which I use word documents still sometimes too, which I think dates, dates myself and good for you, Greg. And Microsoft less, Word less need because yeah. like I think only old people do that at this point. But he has a Word document of all the most important things that he needs to do. And at the top of it, in bold red letters, is remember this feeling. And he wrote that after they lost that playoff game. And he, like, he likes to look at that each day. Hmm. It's like something Kevin Costner would do in draft day. <laughs> it's like something Kevin Patrick would do if he talked negatively about his body. And he says he... he <laughs> true. Wow. Whiteboard. He almost gets, he gets bored of one color, so he keeps changing the color... Around, I also that, get I get the, that. That I get. I also get the sense from them they're gonna try to they're gonna franchise tag Lamarcus Joyner. He didn't say that at all, but I just think that they're gonna value keep. They'd like to keep Joyner and Sammy Watkins, and they might be able to do that. They might be able to figure out a contract with Joyner uh, before free agency, and then they could use the tag on Watkins. Did Les need offer any other insight on his uh, his preferred computer applications? That was probably the extent of it, but that, that was more than we got from other it? GMs. That's it? I think so. Well, n- a nonverbal answer, Greg. I mean, I mean we're on a podcast. Uh, well, Mark answered it. <laughs> I wasn't there. I didn't maybe see it. Maybe he's an Excel guy, too. Yeah, maybe. Like he likes the whole s- the Microsoft suite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole suite? <laughs> suite, of, suite of products. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. See, some people, you know, just pick and choose. Maybe he's just into all of them. It's really into PowerPoint. All right, so there you go. There are takeaways from uh, day two of the pressers. There's some more guys talking on Friday, uh, but... Since we're not going to be covering that on this podcast tomorrow, nothing will come out of it. We largely will ignore them. Yes. Whether or not they're newsworthy will never be mentioned on the show. All right. Now, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. We got, again, we got Chase Goodbread coming up at the bottom of the show. But now let's uh, spin around the league real quick and get caught up on some news. Let's do it. Let me tell you about my favorite pizza. My way. Ten bucks, any pizza. Hut Hut, Pizza Hut. Flacco's favorite. Check it out. Who was that, Lindsay? That was Joe Flacco, I, I assume. Yeah. It was Flacco? Um, pizza Hut is now the official sponsor, the official pizza of the NFL, unseating uh, Papa John's, who, uh, you know, things went sideways with Papa John's this year. Uh, <laughs> um, you could put it that way. Uh, Wes, you're a guy, you like pizza. <laughs> uh, do you feel like we've upgraded uh, the the National Football League is upgraded? Be careful here, Wes. Absolutely. Thank you. I, even before cancer, Papa John's was the one food I could not eat. Yeah, it, my body rejected it. Are we allowed to trash Papa John's now? I mean, I, maybe you just, let's, a, let's you give just it a wide berth. Question, I yeah, answered it. That's fair. Told a true story. Uh, all right, let's do some news. We'll start with the Rams, since you know we were just talking about um, the micro- Microsoft's uh, sweet package. Uh, Tavon Austin, who two years ago uh, got a big contract extension, or three years ago, was it? Summer of 2016, a four-year, $42 million deal. Left a lot of people scratching their heads, including in this, uh, in this podcast group, after a couple of seasons where he just never has broken out. They've now made the decision uh, that they will either trade or release the former number eight overall pick. This according to Mike Garofolo. Um Mark Austin has been a, a gadget player, essentially, that they never found a way to make a real offensive uh, stud. There were moments. I'm, I'm thinking back to a, a longer post that Wes wrote one time during, I believe, Austin's second season where 
He started, especially as a return man, to show these flashes where you thought the potential would be unleashed. One of the most fascinating, like when you when you study a few guys going into the draft, when we do, because it's not a billion, he was one of the most interesting college players to watch that I can remember because of all that he could do. And they really, the Rams thought so much of him and it never panned out. I wonder if another team will take a shot, but it's like, it's essentially a draft bust. He's not a bad player, but he, you're right. There was a ton of hype around Austin going into that draft and it looked like the Rams had themselves a major playmaker. It just never really happened. We used to kill Brian Schottenheimer on this podcast when he was offensive coordinator of the Rams for not knowing how to maximize Mm. Tavon Austin's unique skill set. And then a a guy like Sean McVay, who is coach of the year and one of the best offensive minds in football, Tavon Austin averages 3.6 yards per catch under Sean McVay with only 13 catches. No role in that offense. So I think once Sean McVay doesn't know how to do anything more than use you as a jet sweep fake to get Todd Gurley going. I wonder what his next move is or, or where he's going to turn his career. I on. mean, he was a terrible return man last year. He lost his confidence, lost that job. He only played a couple snaps. That's one of the worst contracts, I believe, of the last decade because I think the worst possible contract you can have is to give a second contract to a bust. It's it, When you can't self-scout your own team, I mean, that's one of the worst moves Les Snead has ever made. I'm sure he would uh, agree with that. To give that much money to a guy that was already in your building for three or four years, it, it's a huge mistake because they're going to have a lot of dead money on their cap. They're saving some money. It'll it'll free it up to spend. They have a lot of important free agents. So it's, it's, it's a no-brainer move, but they're still going to be paying for it. That's not hindsight either. That that signing, that contract was lampooned by almost the entire football industry when it happened. It happened on Hard Knocks, too, so it gave it even more. Uh, it was even more in the spotlight at the time. Uh, moving on, terrible news out of Western New York. Uh, the statement, a statement released uh, by the Buffalo Bills, Jim Kelly, uh, his oral cancer uh, that he uh, fought and beat uh, has now returned, and he has to. He's now going to undergo treatment to to fight the cancer again. Obviously, cancer is something that uh, with Chris here, Wes here, that uh, the fight, getting the front row seat uh, with Wes and seeing how much you've been through, Wes, and how you've been so great and amazing during the process. Kelly, it was very public, his his first fight, so you know uh, that he has the fight in him, but it just shows you, Wes, and you know better than anyone way how, how cruel cancer can be. Well, I immediately thought how heartbreaking it has to be for the people close to him who had to watch him go through that. And then you think about the first thing I thought of was him being such a competitor. He's known as one of the toughest quarterbacks ever to play. Mentally and physically, that resolve, he's going to he's gonna need it. He's going to need all of that because it's one of my great fears that I would have to go through that again. And physically, your body's ravaged, but just mentally, you know, you have to gear up for that fight again and – I think it's natural to wonder, do I really want to go through this? So I, I really do think being a competitor has to be a huge asset for him. He, he's such a unique person in the NFL landscape, if you think about it. just It's almost like he's his connection with the city of Buffalo, and I think that was as strong as possible before this all happened. And then after it happened, it's it's almost brought him into a different light and legacy than, than he had beforehand and even maybe part of it is losing those Super Bowls instead of when there's there's something really unique just about Jim Kelly and his importance uh to that city I think that 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 you can't really replicate anywhere else in no the NFL. And, and I 
I can only imagine what you've been through, Wes, but I do think that the one good thing that came out of it, and it mirrors Jim Kelly the first time he went through this, and I would imagine the second time, is how much people have learned about you through what you've been through, but also learned just how strong you are. I mean, I, it's like I can't imagine if it happened to me to, to respond the way that you did, and Jim Kelly very much in the, in the similar light. Yeah, I think I've used this word before. I think sometimes I get too much credit because you really don't have any choice but to be strong. That's what it forces out of you. You can either give up or you can't, and I think most people I know would choose to fight. So so I think I do get a little too much credit for that. But, yeah, I, I think it does take some strength, especially on the mental front, just to go through that. Uh, so best wishes uh, to Jim Kelly uh, and his family uh, as they go through this uh, situation. And uh, finally, in the news, you know, we, we wanted to – uh, hit this on Monday, and it just it got, it got away from us, and we missed it. So I want to make sure we we get this because, <laughs> as you know, Geno Smith uh, is former Jets quarterback. Current, uh, he's heading back to the free agency market. Greg, for a long time, has said that Geno Smith can play. Well, I wonder if this changes your opinion at all. A tweet from Geno Smith, uh, Greg. I've been studying this whole flat Earth versus globe thing. And I think I may be with Kyrie, that's Kyrie Irving uh, of the Celtics, on this. Before you judge, do some HW. I assume that means homework. It does. But what do you guys think? <laughs> I think you're adult. <laughs> a, a master wordsmith. Let's start there. Uh, Greg, does this shake your foundation of uh, Team Gino? No, I think he sees the, the world in a unique way like he sees uh, the football field in a unique way you can't you, you i mean look at kyrie irving the other man who's mentioned in this tweet a uh a singular talent there's not really any other kyrie irving why, there's not any other geno smith why are you backing anti-intellectual <laughs> intellectualism on this show i mean he's been doing it it's this is all based on those four starts at the end of the 2014 season you're still riding and dying with Gino I, over that. I'm not really uh, defending <laughs> this um, preposterous take. I did enjoy him going back and forth on Twitter with all these people. He never uh, answered me. With, uh, <laughs> with all these people, including like guys that are in the military and were saying, you know, as part of, you know, making our maps, like, the, you know, it, you need the, the earth to be curved or none of it would work and we wouldn't, you know, arrive in certain places. And he's just and Gino's like, well, you know, we can each have our disagreements like we can. Each, it's like, <laughs> no, it's a fact. It's science. It's like it's like, no, we just see that we'll have to agree to disagree. The it's jury like, no, is that, out that, on that, science. That's not allowed. That's not allowed to like, yeah, we'll just agree to disagree on that military. How How do you have night and day without a globe? How do you have seasons without a globe? How is it that we can look at other planets from a telescope? They all are shaped like a globe, and yet we would be the only planet that's flat? The only thing I could get behind is if everything is simply a computer simulation, and I would would go down that road potentially. This is absurd. I also think from a strategy angle... Geno Smith riddled with, uh, you know, question marks and red flags on, of varying degrees. Why, as you're about to hit free agency, meet with teams, try to convince them that you're, you're a capable fill-in at the most important position in sports, are you getting into arguments about flat earth theory on Twitter I mean, with idiots? Why are you getting your jaw broken in training camp before you're about to start the season as a quarterback? Why are you rooting against the other quarterbacks on your own team on national television? Uh, <laughs> you know, he did answer my tweet on it. What I he, saw that. What did he say? 
I, what well, did you say? I wrote, if it is flat, the lack of gravitational pull might explain all those interceptions you throw. <laughs> maybe you are. <laughs> and I, I said, maybe you are onto something. And he replied, uh, let's see here. He said, Lindsay, you tried and all, but no, try harder next time, pal. <laughs> <laughs> what an interaction. Blowtorch from Gino. I, can't, I, can't I think from that. Lindsay. And then I, I replied to him and I said, oh, I had a pretty good reply. Let me find it. <laughs> this coming from the guy who ignores science and tells other people to do homework. Yeah, that was, that was my reply. I said, actually, buddy... It's Buddy. science. What a, what a <laughs> feud. What a feud. Well, just to your point, what you were saying, another Twitter interaction, uh, although it won't match Lindsay's, a guy replied, we've seen pictures of Earth from the moon. Gino replies, in this day and age with Photoshop and everything, you trusting a picture? Any video footage? How about look through a telescope? Yes, there's a lot of video footage <laughs> of the Earth from space. Well, not to mention, you know, the, the hundreds of people that have seen Earth from space. Uh, whatever. We are. We just got to move. It's ridiculous. One yeah. last thing: yeah. we are in a life or day, death space race with Russia at the time, and they don't question anything about us landing on the moon. They don't question whether the Earth is flat or not. I don't know, but Dino Smith is going to take like Photoshop technology to 1969, I guess. It's Greg's boy. Well, I see. I it is incredible that you know different people can view the same thing, like me and Wes, when we view Gino Smith or Gino Smith and the rest of the world, and you see those two things differently. <laughs> well, Greg, it's like you versus every other person when it comes to Gino Smith. I mean, he's he's getting jobs in the NFL. So right, he was nice. last year. Played pretty well against the Raiders. Right. I believe that will be oh fine. That's that will be fine. What's happening in the news? Moving on. All right, we got another guest. Here at Indianapolis, the NFL Combine, Chase Goodbread of College Football 24-7 on NFL.com. He kills it every year. One of the best names in the game. I call him Carbs. Chase Goodbread, what's up, buddy? It's clever. Carbs. <laughs> clever. <laughs> took, uh, it took almost five years for me to see the view from the top of this particular mountain. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's breathtaking. Yes, Chase, uh, Chase is uh, a real college stud in terms of analysis. You used to cover Alabama. You're an Alabama native. You live there today, right? I do. Well, I'm native to Jacksonville, Florida, but I live in Tuscaloosa. Right. Didn't move from six years of covering the team, hired by the NFL. They, they said, stay where you're at. I, I was great with that. <laughs> we, we've had a, a faux Southerner in Chris Wessling here for years, so now to have an actual yeah. Southerner feels good. <laughs> well, Jacksonville is only about two hours from Tybee Island, so I made my fair share of Jacksonville trips. Wes's weird kind of fake Southern accent. It's nice, <laughs> to, hear, it's nice to hear a real one. <laughs> it's a Cincinnati accent. <laughs> so yeah. Carbs got boots on the ground. Uh, here with all the college prospects uh, in town. And uh, you've been writing a lot uh, so far this week, Chase, about the quarterbacks, which everyone is fascinated by this quarterback class. Uh, what have been, what's your kind of uh, a big takeaway right now in terms of what are we dealing with here? Are we dealing with like a true special class or is it still way too early to make any type of guess? Yeah, of course it's, of course it's too early, but it's, it's going to be a cool watch. I mean, you, you look at, you mix guys like traditional quarterbacks like Darnold and, and Rosen and Allen in with guys like Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. It's just gonna it's gonna make for a fun mix. Lamar Jackson is the most electric 
college football player there has been in years. And wow. so it's, I mean, he's, he's, he's just on another level. Every game he plays, he's the best athlete of all 22 guys on the field. It feels like when they have talked about these quarterbacks, you hear the big four. It's, and it's, it's Lamar Jackson's left outside of that conversation sometimes. And people wondering if he's even a first rounder. I feel like we could see five quarterbacks go in the top 15 or 16 picks, number one. But what, what is the issue with Jackson? Why would some teams stay away? Well, accuracy is, is one concern for sure, but but Josh Allen's got the same concern, you know, so it's not like Jackson's the only guy who they're, they're worried about. Is he going to put the ball on the numbers often enough? Uh, but he's just – he's Mike – to me, he's way better a college quarterback than Mike Vick was. Mike Vick went number one overall and carved him, you know, obviously with, had a – big hiccup in the middle of it but he carved himself out of fairly reasonably productive career sure. at least when he was healthy and in his prime and uh jackson's to, to me he's beyond him is, as a college player does jackson to you have the highest upside of any of these guys then that's hard to say uh or ceiling because you know darnold and mayfield all of them rosen they've all got they can all make, especially Allen. Allen can make some throws hardly anybody can make, and that's the fascination with him. His numbers aren't great. Scouts don't look at numbers. Scouts look at tools, physical tools. Uh, but, and, and that's why a guy like Allen can have a rough year like he had at Wyoming and still be considered a top guy because they're just look, just from a straight tool standpoint – He's got everything they want. You know, we're a couple questions into this. We had asked Daniel Jeremiah to come on the show. He denied us, and he's Whoa. sitting about 12 feet away. I think we're getting much better information, <laughs> cleaner information, right. more professional information. I don't know about Chase that Goodman. now. Certainly professional. It's a step up. So sometimes it, something seems like bad news. It turns out to be a great situation. That's what we got right now. It's been it's – been, Whatever, DJ. It's been a blessing having carbs in my life, and I – I got the the pleasure, the pleasure, absolutely, of eating lunch with with carbs today, and I found out one of the most distressing carbs with carbs. That's what you would have thought. Yeah. But I found out one of the most distressing items of information I found out all week that he's on a diet where he d- carbs does not eat bread. This what? is a true story. <laughs> it almost sounds like he is living a bit yeah. right now, but it's, it's like real. an acid trip. More yeah. like Chase No Bread. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, lettuce wrap for me for lunch today. Let it, who gets a lettuce wrap at Jimmy John's? Give me a break. I'm with you. I like that idea. That's not a very fulfilling lunch. I'm, it's, I'm guessing. It's, it's been. I'm a couple weeks into this, and it's it's a great. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> it, it well, really you look is. good. It's good to have uh, Chase here. I am fascinated uh, ever since way back in the day when everyone thought the Jets were going to go 0-16. I, I was way in on Sam Darnold and all the talk about him. And now you hear some of the criticism that he, he's out a year early and he's too raw. I mean, are you in the camp that this is a guy that's going to need a couple of years to get going? Or could he surprise people and hit the ground running next year? I think you could surprise people. You know, he's – to me, the, the turnovers is one of the issues with him. Uh, if you go back two years ago, his first year as a starter, he really didn't have much of a turnover bug. And USC won their last, I think, nine games with him running the show, maybe their last ten, close to it. And he ends up coughing the ball up a lot this past year. His hands, I guess, measured adequately today, nine and three-eighths, which is not too small but not – huge either uh, so I guess you know maybe that'll 
allay some concerns. But mm-hmm. I mean, the guy can the guy can make a lot of throws. He's durable. He, he it looks like he's maybe shown a little more durability than than Rosen has, for instance. So. He's got a lot going for him. Dorsey, John Dorsey, the Browns general manager, said hand size is important to him, but he thought all of the top guys had hands plenty big enough for him, uh, I- including Darnold. I wanted to ask uh, you, Carbs, how would you rank, let's say, Darnold and Rosen versus if you had to rank them with Mariota, Winston, Goff, and Wentz as, in terms of when they were coming out, like the level of prospects, those mm, guys? Sexy. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I would, I would, after the, after what Dan just said, I, I would hate to defer to DJ at this point. No, don't do but, it. Don't. <laughs> but, Come on. Uh, Close that door. Yeah. You know, that I've talked to, a, I, I lean, I talked to a handful of scouts and I lean on them for, you know, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not an ex-scout like DJ, but I talked to a handful in that, in that community. And I, I hear as much excitement about this quarterback class as, as ones of the past, Mariota. Winston, you know the the question on Mariota. Remember, was can he translate from the Oregon offense and all that stuff? It's happened. That question's starting to get tired because almost all the college quarterbacks now have got a similar kind of tough transition. Some make it, some don't, but it's it's becoming. A it's like more Ben Roethlisberger now. runs the spread. I mean, he he's in shotgun eighty percent of the time. It's like a different, yeah, different league. I wanted to ask about that at a time when the Eagles bring us uh, RPO as as a household name with Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl. Isn't all that stuff overblown? Can't NFL coaches just use college concepts and mix them in with the pros? I think if you talk to some of the coach, you know, Tom Cable, I think has been outspoken about how players just aren't as ready anymore as they used to be coming out of Bruce college. Arians has been too. Yeah. It, it depends, I guess, on who you talk to and what you're talking about. I think Cable is Tom Cable's is, offensive linemen are never particularly ready. In the last four <laughs> shots fired. In Seattle. Just wow. yeah. Tom Cable suddenly hearing bells and whistles in his ear, but it's different for, it's different for a lot of positions. You know, it's different for the linemen. These Washington state linemen, they run the ball at Washington State, just for instance, so little that it's a it's a complete projection what kind of run blocker that that bunch would be. They got a guard, Cody O'Connell, who was who I saw at the Shrine Bowl in St. Pete a few weeks ago, practically the biggest player in college football, like some six six nine, and he did not get invited to the combine as it, as it happened. Six nine and three hundred and sixty mm. seventy pounds, just huge. But all he's ever really done there is pass block. Uh, and, and he's a guard of all things at six nine, so you know it's just it's just a matter of projection, and it's it's different. I know that you during the season you wrote a long form on Baker Mayfield. We can't get out of here without talking about him. What did you learn? Complicated guy, multifaceted guy. I think he's got a better head on his shoulders than he gets credit for, but it's his own fault that he's got the reputation he has. He's brought some of this criticism on himself, but I think he recognizes that. How, how do you mean? Well, you know, he, he's he's uh, the chip on his shoulder makes him look like he's slouching it so heavy, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he he wears it everywhere in public and private. Sounds like a great quality for a quarterback. Yeah, well, a lot of people think that way, no doubt about it. What do you think about him as a player? I think he's going to be a good player. He, he's He's not. I mean, yeah, he can improvise. The Manziel comparison to me is is garbage because Baker Mayfield can sit in the pocket and hurt you. Uh, it's it's not hard for him. He does it. A, he did it a lot. 
Uh, we got to let Chase get out of here because he's going to go check out. I don't out want to. I think Saquon this has Barkley. Been, it's been a great guess. But I do want to ask you about Barkley because I, I feel like not since, well, Zeke Elliott got a lot of pub too, but you might have to go back to Reggie Bush to find a running back that's getting more glowing praise during yeah. this period uh, than Barkley. Uh, is it is he worth the hype? And to, oh yeah, yeah, he's phenomenal. And to be two hundred and thirty three pounds, I'm, I mean, he's he's for a guy that quick who can make people miss that easily in the open field. Like he, he can make people miss in the open field, like he weighs two hundred pounds and he weighs two thirty three. Gotta wonder if he's gonna be playing right here at Lucas Oil Stadium potentially. Good fit. Hmm. Yeah, the, the Giants certainly. I, I mean, Gettleman, you'll. It's hard to read these press conferences, but he certainly seemed like he wanted to make people think he was taking, or at least would strongly consider taking Saquon Barkley. He's playing the game. Greg? That's what we do. (laughs) Giants don't know they need a quarterback. That's funny to me. (laughs) Chase Chase Goodbread, at Chase uh, Goodbread on Twitter. Uh, Follow him uh, if you want to be smarter about college football, if you want to learn more uh, about this draft class, uh, college football 24-7 on NFL.com. A think, great maiden voyage. Let me I mean, throw we're out have one to have more. Him come yes. on multiple times coming up to the draft. Absolutely. I demand one, it. One more web address. These long form feature stories that I'm primarily writing now NFL.com slash back to campus. And the two is a numeral two for anybody that might actually mm. be jotting that down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you that. go. Next time you're on, we'll talk a little drive by truckers, too. Oh, that, that'd be a fine encore performance. Absolutely. All right, Chase. <laughs> Off to the presser. He must go. Uh, and uh, we must move on. All right. Thank you again to Chase Goodbread. Thank you to the listeners. A reminder, we are now on Spotify. If you want to access the Around the NFL podcast uh, from that popular application. Applica- a lot of application talk on today's show. Podcast suite. Interesting that you use the full word. App. App. Application. <laughs> App. Sorry. Um, uh, yes, we'll be back on a Monday, uh, back in Culver City, uh, talking more ball as we get closer to free agency, which kicks off, by the way, March 14th, which is less than two weeks away. Or is it two weeks away from today? Right around the corner. <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> Kirk Cousins so. to the Jets. It's happening. Don't count it out. We'll yeah. have some combine okay. talk, you know. We can, we can, you can watch some... Underwear Olympics over the weekend. Dan can't and report wait. on that. I cannot wait. Uh, all right. Let's go. Let's get out of here. I got a flight to catch. Stan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, Lindsey Fulton behind the glass. Uh, DJ was here. That was nice of us uh, to do. Until Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.